0: to Space.
1: I'm Gemini. And I'm Scorpio. And today we are talking about the dichotomy of Samhain. That's all I'm going to say right now because I'm not really <laughs> sure where this is going. This was a Gemini joint. This was an idea. She was like, hey, let's talk about the dichotomy of Samhain. And I'm like, we haven't talked about this, but no, we haven't talked about this. So I'm not really sure if you had um, a game plan. Uh, We could talk about the origins of Samhain. I feel like everybody knows, but we could start with that. I'm not really sure. So I think for um, me,
0: we were talking about like, what were we going to do for Samhain? And a lot of the ideas we had were kind of like Halloween. Yeah. And so it was sort of like, okay, well, why don't we just actually sit down and have a conversation about the difference and the way that we celebrate and how those two holidays kind of come together, but also separate
1: Okay, I like that. And you know, it's funny because when I think about past episodes, it's what we've done. Like we had Trobar de Morte because Mm -hmm. their music is perfect, but it's also eerie. We had Stephen Ivermill from the Buckland Museum of Witchcraft in Ohio, right? Because we thought, oh, I mean, again, it's not creepy. Like Raymond Buckland was not creepy. Like it's just a museum of artifacts of different people. But it's like, oh, Halloween and then we had our witches afraid of the dark right which is kind which of is so like it's like
0: very halloween
1: very halloween i think that's the most halloween that we got yeah and just just to put it out to sorry i already mentioned them throwbar de muerte has a new record coming out called carpe noctum it's releasing on Samhain. so if you you're not going to get it by Samhain, but if you wanted to give yourself a little Samhain gift I recommend it. And if you have just started joining us and you're like, who are these people? Go back to 2021, 2020. I don't remember. God.
0: It's season one or season two.
1: Yeah. Um, It's not season one. It's not 2019.
0: So season two is 2020.
1: Yeah. So it's either 2020, 2021. Check it out. Great interview. Well, great us talking about it. Yes. Right. Because it was done in Spanish, but it's also on there. So you can also listen to it. And I also put it on again for Magia Latina. So you could find it for sure. And you could probably find the Magia Latina version sooner than the other one. And that's from another yeah. album that they put out at the time. So, yeah. Um, so, Samhain. It's the end of the year. Last of the Harvest Festivals. It is the end of summer. It is the beginning of darkness. And it is when the veil between the living and the dead, one of two times in the wheel that the veil between the living and the dead is at its thinnest. So people absolutely do a lot of ancestor work. They do divination during Samhain, right? It's a great time to connect with those that have passed. And I don't know, that's that's pretty much, if we're doing like a general, again, we mm-hmm. definitely went into it year one. We talked all about Samhain. But that's like a general thing about what Samhain is. And, of course, the Christians took it, turned it into all. <laughs> like they do. Like they do. And it is all the eve of all saints day, all souls day. All I'm Hallows really sure. Eve. All Hallows Eve. and Which then
0: becomes, when you say it fast enough,
1: Halloween. Right. When I still had my little familiar, I used to call him my little Halloweeny. Because he was a little oh, Toxin. So little wiener dog. Yeah, he was my little Halloween-y. Um, so, and the thing is, witches love Halloween. We're not even talking about Samhain. I'm talking about straight up Halloween. Yes. We love it. It's, it's, it's the first time that if you're a little bit dark, like if your appearance is dark, you can go out and everyone just thinks you're cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I wear my stuff all year long but i only get comments from people in october they're like oh my god i love that sweater oh my god i love those earrings oh my god i wear it in april and it's just nothing nothing registers it's almost like they don't see me but i wear that stuff cuz everybody's in tune with it and i think halloween and maybe one of the reasons that witches love it even if you're not a gothy witch everybody focusing on that time it's almost like we can become energy vampires and we start sucking seriously, right? Everyone's focusing no, on the same day. No, you're completely correct. So we're feeding off That's of you.
0: <laughs> not, we are hundred percent. I honestly, at this point, low key, am an energy vampire. I joke at work that I, am, I'm sustained by gossip. Right, like when when something messy happens, it literally feeds me, and like there's Halloween is just energetically delicious. Yeah. Right? Like, if you want to live deliciously, it's Halloween.
1: It just... Mm -hmm.
0: You could, like, slurp it up like noodles. Mm -hmm. It's so yummy.
1: If you need energy from somebody to do a spell, this is the perfect time because you can just do it as, oh, my God, I saw this, like, really cool thing on TikTok. Do you want to, like, try this with me? I hate to say that. I mean, I can't do it because people that I know know I'm a witch. But if you're kind of, like, Mm -hmm. in the broom closet and you just want to steal people's energy... (laughs) Maybe we should talk about ethics in Halloween. (laughs) You really can steal people's energy because everybody wants to do something kind of witchy. So you can get people to like participate in a lot of different things and take their energy. You know, that's the other thing. When you're talking about witchcraft, the longer you do it, the more you kind of can open yourself up to people's energies and close yourself Mm -hmm. off, right? That's the whole point of grounding, centering, closing yourself off. And as teachers, you know there are people, students, that have some very sad stories. But you have some kids that are just kids. They're just goofy. And if you open mm-hmm. yourself up and take some of their energy, right? And we're not hurting them by doing that. I'm not saying it like we're, you know, they don't even realize yeah. it but in let a me, conversation. Let like
0: clarify here. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's so much taking. It's like allowing your energy and their energy to like mix a little bit. Like yeah. instead of being walled off to everybody to allow yourself that openness to like sense other people's auras and stuff that you you can feel that it resonates it hits different
1: and at the end of the the period i just feel lighter and happier because i've been around these goofy happy energetic kids you know um and that's the thing that when i see teachers that are really grumpy i just think you're doing it wrong right you have to like you're teaching up here, but you have to meet them where they are emotionally, right? They're kids. Yes. I don't care if they're taller than me. They're all taller than me. I'm short. But, you know, <laughs> right? So many of them are like giants, but they're kids, you know, they really yeah. are. I don't care how grown they think they are. They're babies. And it's so much fun to see them get excited or laugh about something or. So, yeah, you're right. When you open yourself up to kind of like receive that energy, it's it's nice, you know, and as witches, I think we kind of know when to, like, this is a safe space to kind of, like, let myself absorb some energy. Yeah. We're all kind of energy vampires in that sense. But Halloween, it, people are just putting it out there like a buffet. People are just like, yeah, it's I want to buy a candle even, for like the full moon. It's energy
0: vampires. It's like the energy is so high that you can't, like, there's no way to stop it at that point. It just suffuses everything. Right.
1: And then to add to it, Scorpios are losing their minds,
0: losing their minds. Absolutely bad shit. <laughs>
1: <so>. <laughs> Scorpios are like they're like lie in wait for the official mm-hmm. start of Scorpio season, and then it's like I swear, so I feel like there's like a collective cackle because it's like we're here, and it's just we're, we're we become very kid like. I I don't the Scorpios are never so chatty, like on text yes. and stuff, as Scorpio season approaches because of course the memes come out and. You know, we're going back and forth. So
0: this is a great time for me to ask you, uh, I think, my first important question of the episode. Okay. What is more important to you? Halloween, Samhain, or Scorpio season?
1: Oh. (laughs) Oh. So. Scorpio season. That's it. (laughs) Um, which is terrible, which is terrible to say, but I think it's because I I have a lot of energy during Scorpio season, mm-hmm. okay? And I don't know if that is just something that happens because I am a Scorpio. I don't know if every sign feels that way, but I know that I feel like, yeah, I'll do a million things. I still want time to myself because, as you know, because we were talking about this off the podcast, we're incredibly busy, in October and we kind of so wanted easy. to stop in a way
0: <laughs> because I
1: we like can't a take it anymore. nap. <laughs> yeah we, we actually cancelled plans for something we were so happy when we did it we were like "Oh, we don't have to do this thing like I'm so excited um, but I think on a personal level because I have to live in my body I'm going to say Scorpio season just because I feel like I feel better so then that leaves Halloween I love that answer and so. Yeah, it's like at the end of the day you can't really celebrate Salween or do anything if you don't really feel good any holiday. Right? Yeah. And I definitely feel like my October is packed and I complain about it, but I can actually just keep going and going and going. Like this is not the, this is not the time of the year where like I'm going to fall asleep early. This is the time of year where I'm like up doing stuff. Even though I want things to stop, I'm still doing you. it. So then there's Sowin versus Halloween, and this is also going to sound terrible. Halloween.
0: Okay, tell us more. <laughs> T- I-, I need you need to, I need the reasoning. I need to know everything. Tell us more.
1: Okay. Um, if I didn't have to work, maybe it would be harder to choose, or maybe it would be a nice split. When Halloween falls on the weekend, I'm going to say that Samhain takes as big a role, if not bigger. But when I'm working, Mm -hmm. I don't like ritual if if I have to get up at five in the morning and I work at a school, so I'm wearing a costume, I have to trick kids into doing work because, come on, it's Halloween, do we have to do anything? (laughs) No, we're not going to do anything. Yeah, we're not going to do anything, but you know, it would be really fun, right? <laughs> you kind of have to. <laughs> Wait, you know, let me guess. Then,
0: if we talked about Dracula.
1: <laughs> you know, or if you know, do you know what microfiction is, kids, right? Because I want them to write, mm-hmm. you know, just, yeah. You know, you know, how we were talking about narrative. Well, what if you had narrative and dialogue? And what if we did like a microfiction piece? And before you know it, they are silent and they are writing and you have tricked mm-hmm. them into learning something. But, um, To then come home after that day and now decompress. Obviously, if you're doing that trick or treating, not me trick or treating, but trick or treaters have to go out the window because I have to focus on ritual. And there's a lot of noise because there are kids trick or treating unless it's raining or COVID or something like that. The time for ritual then feels rushed to me and Mm -hmm. Samhain to me is a big deal. So maybe it's not that Halloween comes first, but Halloween is doable, whereas Samhain for me feels feels tight. It feels like I don't have a lot of room, right? Yeah. Even though Samhain can span several days, there are people who do celebrate a little bit longer, um, so it's not that that's impossible to do, but it just feels like it's tight. Like I don't have time to truly enjoy a Samhain celebration unless mm-hmm. literally it is on a weekend or I have chosen to take a day off from work on Halloween. And that's not going to happen, not just because I love Halloween. But again, do I want to sub with a bunch of kids that are already high energy and you kind of really want to no. control and make <laughs> sure that <laughs> right they're having fun, but they still have to learn? So yes. I feel like I wouldn't do that to my coworkers or to a sub to not be there unless, again, if I was really sick or something happened, I'm going to be at work on Halloween. So that's my problem with Samhain.
0: So I obviously, our listeners know, I'm not Wiccan, so I don't even celebrate Samhain, which as we're talking about this makes me realize, oh, that's like 100% why I think we've leaned into Halloween stuff as well because like I don't have a Samhain ritual that I do. I like, yeah, I'll post about it because like I know the witchcraft community celebrates it, but that's not really, it's not really for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I have another like... Very intense question for you. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I need you to imagine for a minute that it is like your perfect Halloween slash Samhain. Your perfect day. Yeah. What does that look like? What does a perfect Halloween and a perfect Samhain look like to you?
1: So if I could just do whatever I wanted to, I would get up super early. I would want to be in the woods when the sun comes up without my dog. (laughs) Um. If, if it was Chango, I would say absolutely with Chango. He would have to be with me. Right. Um, I would want to do a meditation. I would maybe even bring um, a deck to do some divination. I would try to ask what is something that I could be, I should be doing that day to see if there's something that I hadn't thought of that I could do. Mm-hmm. Then I would probably want to come home and put that aside for a little bit and watch some of my favorite horror movies, maybe Mm -hmm. do some RC crafty things, like maybe paint something or, you know, whatever. Like I was going to say embroider, but I can't do that in a couple of hours, but I could paint something really fast in a couple of hours. Um, Then probably around midday, I would want to do a ceremony for my ancestors. You know, I mean, perfect would mean I could do it at midnight. So I guess I'm not going to work the 31st or the 1st. So if that's the case, I'd probably want to do a little something for my ancestors in preparation for a midnight celebration. Um, And then probably watch more horror films, maybe play some video games, like we're on the slasher, because that's just a lot of fun. Who wants to play the victim? Uh, Not me. (laughs) Meddling kids, they always get to call the cops before I get there, but sometimes I'm able to kill them before the cops show up. So... (laughs) And then, yeah, then midnight I would be, you know, take a shower, um, get Chango ready, and we would do a celebration at midnight. That would be my perfect Samhain, Halloween.
0: So first of all, that sounds lovely. That sounds so fun. Second of all, I find it funny because you do love Halloween at school so much that you're like,
1: my perfect Halloween is not at school. Yeah, it's not. And it's nothing against my job or the kids. It's just Halloween is mine, right? Like I hear people talking about Halloween and I'm just like, "Mm," you know, I have people who decorate Mm -hmm. their entire homes for Halloween and I'm like, um, and they ask me, do you decorate for Halloween? And I go, I I don't have to. (laughs) My home already has like. If you walk into yeah. my living room, it's Halloween. You would probably think that I've decorated for Halloween. I have and That's just my decor. So, and my family room is going to be 1950s themed once it's all said and done. And I already got this gorgeous Emporium 32. Doesn't post a lot of things. They're from Salem online. But a lot of their shop but they posted a bunch of things online to give people the opportunity to shop before it all gets taken off online and just for the store. So I went in there and I got this bat and he's like 1940 style, 1950s style bat jar. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so yeah, people might come to my family room again and go, wow, is this for Halloween? No, it's for me. So Halloween is mine. I like to share it with people, which is why I like to get dressed up at work. But yeah, my favorite Halloween would not be working at all.
0: And I I also, I don't know if this has to do, like, some. you know me, I forget how the holidays work. There's something about the manner in which you respect your boundaries that feels very indicative of Samhain, right? This idea that, like, yes, this part of my life is important to me, but I am the most important part of my life. And so I want to do these, you know, these things that fill my cup and these things that make me happy on Halloween slash Samhain that feels very connected to this holiday for me. And I don't really have the language to explain why, but you were talking about it. I'm like, this makes a lot of sense for sound. It, it feels to me like it's a very like individual personal holiday.
1: Kind yeah. Of? Yeah. It's probably the, the most personal one for me. And, you know, I think it also, cause it falls on Scorpio season and I'm not going to say I don't like other signs, but when other signs are like, oh, I love Halloween. I just want to go, go fuck yourself. Like, you know, <laughs> you like it. Mm-hmm. You don't love it. You are not Halloween. We are Halloween. Like, it's just, it's funny to me. But, um, but yeah, it, yeah, Halloween is, but Halloween was deeply personal. And like I said, my parents did not raise me, um, which, right? Um, yes. There is no Halloween and Espiritismo. I mean, there's no Samhain in Espiritismo there's no Halloween either. But what I meant to say, it's like, it's not religious. Right. But my mother, I I always say, if my mother were my age, we'd be besties. Mm-hmm. I don't think my mother, like, she looks a lot of things that I do and she's like, okay, I would never wear that. She's like, I really like it though. Like, I think if she was my bestie, I would convince her like, yeah, you want a tattoo, bitch. Like, you know, you want a tattoo. You know uh, what I mean? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like that person. So, The fact that I love monsters, even though I bonded with my dad when it came to monsters and Halloween, it was my mom taking me to stores and like, look at this like little rubbery snake or look at this other Mm -hmm. thing. So, you know, Halloween is something that I've loved before Samhain, before I even knew Samhain was a thing. So it was just Mm -hmm. my time because, you know, even though I wasn't thinking in, in forms of a Scorpio season... Like as a child, I remember thinking I didn't know when Scorpio season started or ended, really, you know. But I just knew Halloween was part of that part. Of ha- Halloween was part of me, so mm-hmm. yeah, that whole thing.
0: Do you think Halloween is a gateway drug to witchcraft? Oh, I wish you guys could see the face that she just made.
1: Because <laughs> I was drinking water, I almost first spit, spit it out. Take. I think, I think it it, it can be. Because, take Salwin aside, and let's look at Halloween. Mm -hmm. What are the movies everyone goes crazy for? Hocus Pocus. The Craft. Yes. Right? Um, What do we see everywhere? Witches. So there's something about it, and then people get curious. And then what do bookstores do? bookstores are like oh the history of witchcraft even on tv the history channel the history of vampires and then oh the history of witches so even if you're not thinking about witches as far as i want to become a witch i think the season definitely puts it out there for you so that if you are one of these people that's you know i'm not strictly catholic i'm not strictly anything and you see this you might go oh that's that's a real thing i could be a witch What is a witch? So I don't think Halloween necessarily will make you a witch. But I think the opportunity to learn about what Halloween is, is there at that time of year. And especially with everything we have available now, streaming services and TikTok and YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. So
0: sometimes I just feel like I have to apologize for the way that my brain works. Because here's my next question that I want us to talk about. Do you think there's too much pressure? on witches to do Samhain
1: yes (laughs) I didn't have to stop on that one yeah there's a lot of pressure you know it's the new year it's a huge deal Samhain is a huge deal and for me to even get on the podcast and say I don't think I do Samhain justice on certain years I gotta get to bed early because on November 1st now I don't have to go to work it's parent-teacher conference at night which I kind of feel like someone needs to let them know that there are some pagans out there that would appreciate it if November 1st was not another late night, you know?
0: That'd be amazing, yeah.
1: You know, maybe this is the year that I say something. It's too late for this year, but maybe in the future, Like, I'm I'm dead serious. You know, it would have been nice to come home. Mm -hmm. I could have stayed up a little bit later and then come home and like slept after work on the 1st and not have to worry about going to parent-teacher conference. So, and trust me, I've thought about it. And I'm like, you know, is that a crazy thing? And I'm like, no, because I'm, I'm not asking for a day off. I'm just saying maybe you should be considerate like, that some of us are pagan. It. Yeah. They can move it, you know? So, like, it's too late for this year, but maybe you think about not doing anything late the day after Halloween,
0: you know? But anyway. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, No, I'm going to leave that in. Okay. Thank you. I agree with you. You know, I think that part of the problem for me is, like, I've always wanted to get into Samhain, but I don't celebrate Samhain, like... I don't feel like I celebrate Samhain in like a traditional Wiccan sense. And so it's just like this huge obstacle of like, well, you got to get over that part and then you got to figure out what a ritual is and then you got to do that. But you also got Halloween. And again, this is not your religion. So you have to like figure out a way to do it respectfully. It's just like all these, it's like a little tower that I can never get the blocks to stay on.
1: I'm gonna make it easy for you and for anybody else who might be feeling this way. First of all, and we've talked about this already. It's, it goes beyond wicca right this is something that was celtic this is something that Mm -hmm. somebody decided was going to be part of wicca just like the wheel of the year right this is a decision people made i've taken things from other cultures and other traditions and now i'm going to make them quote unquote religious you don't have to be religious to celebrate Samhain. and i would say to witches out there who are like i'm a traditional witch or i'm something else right i'm hellenic um I just encourage you to do this on Samhain. Do some divination. It's a time to think about the other side. It's a great time to do ancestor work. Do you want to connect? You example, this is actually a good example. Um, You moved into a new home. Who are the spirits of the area? Do you have trees on your property that you'd like to get to know? Right. Some trees have been here longer than we have. The spirit of that tree. That's smart. It is about the spirit world and the material world. Reach out to the spirits. I don't want to say in your home as though it was haunted. But the spirit of your home. Right? Mm -hmm. The spirit of the land. That really has something to do with religion. If there are so Mm -hmm. many people who are focusing on this on this idea of the veil being thin then that means there's a lot of energy going out there already pre-made energy Mm -hmm. for you going out there saying this is the time we are making connections i think that if it wasn't the wheel of the year opening up and opening the veil i think the witches alone willing it to happen is opening the veil so the veil is open okay walk through right is there somebody who's passed on that you want to remember do some divination talk to your spirit guides I think that a lot of witches you don't have to even think about Wicca I think the more and more we, we talk about witchcraft we realize that it's not Wicca we have to talk about the Wicca base because it's there but the sounds for anybody who wants to partake in talking to the ancestors even if you go into other traditions that are closed practices and I'm not gonna tell you what they do, but I will say there is a lot of talking to ancestors, right? So I think this is a time for anybody who is spiritual in nature to say, I wanna open up to this, right? I think that if you are going to open up to spirits of a place, it might be a good idea to find out who are the spirits of the land. How did people reach out to them? How did the original people reach out to them? And can I do something that is my own because I am not those people, right? But that is still respectful so that I can reach out to the spirit of the land, right? I think that's one thing that when we say, well, this is a closed practice. These people worshiped a certain way. You can't do it. No, you can't. But if I'm inhabiting that space that I want to acknowledge that I'm inhabiting this space, I am somebody else and I come with respect to your Mm -hmm. space, Right. Just to say that I want to appreciate, I want to acknowledge you, the spirits of the land, whatever, you know.
0: Yeah. And I think it's funny because I think everything's funny when we're looking at the two different energies. Right. Halloween is like this very community based energy. Right, Everybody is participating in the same activity. Um, that those energy levels get really high because we're all so hype about putting on costumes and going trick or treating and all of that.
1: And the sugar intake.
0: <laughs> and the sugar intake. Although I did just see a TikTok. I almost sent this to you, um, but then I didn't because I knew I was going to talk to you later. I saw an a Instagram reel, which was a TikTok posted to Instagram because I don't have TikTok, of these parents with like young children who are like, "Well, my kid doesn't need this much candy, so we have the switch switch." And so you can pick five pieces of candy you like and then you leave the rest of your candy out for the Switch Witch and she switches it for like a toy. And I'm obviously doing that. That's brilliant. Yeah, so she's like, oh, well, I'm the Switch Witch. I love your candy. Here's a little treat for you. And it's like the the real was like, oh, it's Elsa. It's an Elsa doll. But like a little like a little stuffed animal or a little car, a little something. So they get a little bit of candy but they don't have the whole candy and they still get a reward at the end.
1: I don't know who thought of that, but that's brilliant. Because kids don't need that much candy. Like it's really not good for them. So much.
0: But then we've got this like very high energy community based Halloween, and we've got this very high energy spirit based Samhain, and it's almost like this is another reason though why I feel like there's so much pressure because it's like opening up to be in contact with everyone. It's like every aspect of the whole life and death cycle is just laid out in front of you, and you (laughs) you got to do something. (laughs) You got to do something.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Samhain is community-based, too, when you think about it, right? This is the end of the harvest season. What did you get? How much do you have? And if you're living mm-hmm. in the community, does everybody have enough? Are we going to be okay this winter? Because we're just going to be long. Yeah. So I think it was always meant to be communal. I think as, I don't know, if as I get older, and I've enjoyed the stuff that we've done, as a witch space, yes. when we've gotten together and we've done like our, and it's, and what's funny is that it's a very Halloween based, like, you know, it's always like little Halloween yeah. treats and stuff. But I prefer Samhain alone. Because this is the time where I feel, I mean, I talk to my ancestors more than just on Samhain. But for me, it's kind of like, it's party time. It's not I'm not really asking for advice, although I do say, what do you see for the coming year for me? Um, Is there anything I should be looking for? Is there anything else? Right. So I do that kind of stuff. But really, it just feels like happy time, like happy time to get together with spirits that you want to.
0: Part of me just wants to, like, follow you around on Samhain. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Part of me just wants to do, like, a little, like, fly on the wall because, I don't know, it just sounds, like, really nice. Do you know what I mean? Like you're describing your perfect day, like your vibe. It sounds really nice. And I, I keep coming back to this idea of pressure because of Halloween and Samhain because it's all, there's so much, I think, in social media now, like having the perfect costume, right? If you're doing decorations, having the perfect decorations, doing the perfect Samhain ritual, you know, reaching out to your ancestors in a non-appropriative way that is sexy and cool but still like respectful. And, and it's so many hoops to jump through. That it's sort of like yeah it would be nice to just like i'm gonna follow scorpio around and just follow what she's doing
1: i don't know i mean i think that everyone's got to do what feels right for them and yeah. one thing i think is important is look the whole point of being a witch is you don't want to have to right we don't have to go to church yeah. on sundays we don't have to it's about us doing the rituals that give us joy. And if you, honest to God, just want to do a horror movie marathon and say, this is what, I don't even want to reach out to my ancestors this year. I just really feel like doing this. Maybe you do. Maybe you're watching movies. And in between movies, you're just pulling cards to see what's going on. And that's your sowing ritual. That's your sowing ritual. And you don't have to tell anybody and nobody should make you feel bad about it. You know, at the end of the day, we are beings in material form living this life so the idea that we have to get up go to work right capitalism is a thing
0: people might have kids
1: if you have kids you're not going to not take them trick-or-treating because you have to do a ritual that's kind of messed up right I mean maybe it isn't (laughs) maybe you know you don't care about Halloween trick-or-treating but once kids go to school they're going to talk to their friends like it's just kind of like why (laughs) can't we go trick-or-treating Like, it's just kind of fun. Like, have fun with your kid. Like, these are the moments if you brought a being into the world that you should be enjoying with those beings once they're old enough to actually enjoy it and the kid's not like, you know. I mean, I've seen little babies dressed up and they look miserable because it's like they don't even know it's (laughs) Halloween, right? But then I've seen toddlers walking like super excited like fumbling through they look adorable right mm-hmm. um they can't even grab the candy they're trying to grab like one thing and everything's falling out of their hands mm-hmm. yeah i've had that where It's just been so cute um enjoy that and if at the end you know it's still early and you want to watch a movie with your kid right maybe they're finally old enough to see something like the nightmare before christmas and they've been talking about it, and you're like this is the year then enjoy that. That is your ritual, right? That is how you are bringing in the new year with joy with your family. So what is wrong with that? You know, I think in, in a way, we have to give ourselves some grace with stuff, you know, if mm-hmm. there's, it could be a something else, you know, what if you have, you're caring for your elderly parents or something or somebody else, and this day, you actually get to relax, be grateful you have this time, right? Yeah. Maybe you meditate, take a hot bath, and go to sleep, right? I don't think there's any right way or wrong way. Wrong way. And I think, um, you know, we talk about fat shaming, right? Body shaming, mm-hmm. slut shaming. I think we have to stop the witch shaming, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Whatever you do on Salmon or don't do, I just think you should be happy on Samhain, Right. If this is a holiday that means something to you, every holiday should be joyous. You should not do any holiday because you have to. So if you are joyous on Samhain and you're just like you light a candle and you say to your gods, I'll see you tomorrow because today's my day off. You take the day off. Isn't that what a holiday is that you don't have to go to work on the holiday? So. Right. So maybe witches, if you don't want to work for Samhain, don't. You know, everyone's got, it's, it's on a Tuesday. Maybe you have a big presentation at work the next day, like. It's on a
0: Tuesday?
1: It's on a Tuesday this year, yeah. Oh, this sucks.
0: OK. Cool.
1: Why? What happens on Tuesday? No, it's just the, it's like early in the
0: week. You have a whole week after that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. There's three full days after that. That sucks. Yeah, we have uh, parent-teacher the next day. And the following day is is uh, department meetings. It's a great fun awesome. week.
0: Oh my fun. God. Okay, I understand fun, now fun. what you're talking about. The uh, there's another sort of part of this dichotomy that I want to dive into now, which it, it, <laughs> talking about witch shaming, I feel like kind of flows there. We see a lot of people in the witchcraft community talk about Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's there's a lot of Halloween posts. There's a lot of Halloween related content. I I would say more so than Samhain. Um, we've seen it on our podcast right I think we've talked about how at the beginning of this episode a lot of our episodes were kind of more Halloween focused why 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 do you think that so many people focus on Halloween more
1: so first of all I didn't realize it was gonna be interviewing me but in true Scorpio fashion I love to talk you love it I love it (laughs) I totally love to talk about this stuff um I think it's because what can you say about Samhain? Our very first year, we talked about every single one of the Sabbaths. And mm-hmm. I think we did a really good job with what Samhain is. So this year comes around, or I mean, not this year, but Samhain comes around this year or every year that we're doing the podcast. We're going to do the same thing. We're going to sit here and we're going to mm-hmm. talk about, so this is what you can do on in Samhain. You can't. You know what I'm saying? It just kind of feels like, uh, mm-hmm. ah. whereas there's there's a spookiness to the craft. I'd be lying if I didn't say, there are moments where I have scared the shit out of myself doing something, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, when you do a spell and all of a sudden you realize something has happened and you go, oh, I yeah. think I just did <laughs> something. Yeah, oops, yeah. you know? And I mentioned that on the podcast with Our Witches Afraid of the Dark, that moment when you are concentrating so heavily and then something happens and you're like, well, that's a thing. You know, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. So there is an element that is scary when you first dip your toe in and you start working with different gods and goddesses, if you work that way, and you read the mythology and you realize that working with certain deity has certain responsibilities. That can be scary, mm-hmm. right? Right we've talked about the fae right and yeah. people say a lot of things don't let them in your home don't feed them after midnight no sorry that's gremlins um <laughs> but it's the same kind of thing though like when i think yeah. of the fae sometimes i think of gremlins because people have all these warnings and you know my whole thing is eh. don't step in a fairy circle yeah i would You know what I mean? Like, at this point, we've been through so much on this world. In this world, like, after the pandemic, I'm like, oh, don't step in there? You mean step in there, right? What's the worst that can happen? So I think there are a lot of things that go bump in the night, even for witches. And
0: Yeah, I would agree with that.
1: And Halloween is just a time when we can explore that, maybe even laugh at it, remember, like we said with that podcast, remember spooky Mm -hmm. things that have happened to us. Because there is something and, you know, some witches get into chaos magic, some witches get into, you know, some are satanic witches, right, which other mm-hmm. witches see as spooky. So, you know, there's a lot, it's, it's just that's why I think we gravitate towards Halloween, because the religious aspect is going to be different for every witch. But the spookiness, no matter what type of witch you are, you've been there, you've had something happen to you where you've been like, holy shit, what the heck's going on now?
0: I love the way you said that because I think that this conversation is one of those conversations that can veer into witch shaming where it's like, well, you're talking about Halloween and not Samhain. And if you're a real witch, why? uh -uh, All that bullshit. But I think you're right. Like, I think that that is something that can bring us all together in a way that like a deeply personal holiday like Samhain might not, right? We all might be celebrating that a little bit differently, but Halloween is pretty standard as far as it's spooky, there's costumes, there's candy. Like we can always come back to those three things, or and some other things too, probably. Um, and I, I think that that's important too because I that I keep. I didn't want this podcast to be about the pressures of Halloween and Samhain. I wanted to talk about like specifically the dichotomy, but I just keep coming back to it. There's so much pressure, and I. It sometimes it's from us, and sometimes it's from other people for witches to like carry Scorpio season for witches to carry this holiday, these holidays, right? For for Halloween to be the most important holiday for witches. And like it's not for all of us.
1: Right. It's not it's for everyone. It's not witch. for all
0: of us. And Halloween, we're gonna celebrate and differently than we celebrate a Halloween. And that's totally fine and reasonable and important for us to do. And so it's just I like, yeah, I this is an interview because you're the queen of Scorpios. So I, you come on here and you talk and it's from the scorpion's mouth. But it's also, I think, because you have such a strong relationship to Samhain that like your opinion, I feel like matters more in this context.
1: I don't know about that. I mean, I think in a way I I want to hear about. So you're not somebody who celebrates Samhain. How do you see yourself, this sound in particular, where baby bat, is baby bat going to go trick-or-treating?
0: That's a great question. I don't really think I have a choice in the matter. Um, I don't think that my family would let me not do that. I am an old and tired woman. <laughs> so for me, like, you should, yeah, Scorpio's rolling her eyes at me. But for me, it's sort of like, okay, baby bat is one and a half-ish, right? Like, That's too young for trick-or-treating. That's too young. Will Mr. Gemini want to take him? Maybe. Will I go with them? Of course. I'm not going to like miss out on the opportunities. But in the same way, I think that we've talked off the podcast about like, I don't celebrate Christmas. So Christmas is not, I'm not putting up the tree. I'm not putting up the stockings. I will celebrate it for people, but I'm not in charge of it. Part of me is like, I don't really want to be in charge of Baby Bats Halloween. I don't want to be responsible for that sometimes the holiday magic has to come from somebody who is really really excited and like i'm not really really excited and maybe that's just because like i moved into a new house and i'm busy and i'm tired but like the season's not hitting me this year the way that i feel like it normally does
1: like i'm not excited for baby bats halloween because baby bat doesn't know it's halloween do you know what i mean Like, you know, when they say, hey, Scorpio, I want to be this for Halloween. That's when I go, let me take you shopping for Halloween, little Mm -hmm. one. You know what I mean? Like that to me is going to be exciting. Right now, they are going to be excited because people are excited. Right. They don't know what's happening. They just know there's people and everyone's in a good mood. Like that's it. Right. Yeah. That's all they're going to get from Halloween this year year two it might start to shift right you know by year three i think they're definitely gonna know i get this and this means that like i think that's when halloween becomes fun with baby bath because it's that it's that give and take we talked about like with the kids in school right like their energy is so wonderful and they're so happy
0: yes Mm -hmm. you know
1: so right now they're experiencing everybody else's happiness and they're like yes this is positive i like this but if you were to ask them I mean they can't really talk but if they could they still wouldn't be able to tell you because it's Halloween yeah. I love Halloween they don't know what's going on yeah but but they gotta start somewhere so I'm glad that Mr. Gemini is going to you know I think you guys should go in costumes though like I think you should go like in a theme like
0: yeah I I don't disagree with you yeah what de- what oh I gotta I gotta look at the calendar I gotta see what I can even get. Delivered in time.
1: Go as the Sanderson sisters.
0: <sighs> that would be. I have always wanted to go as Winifred Sanderson. So always. why did you just make Mister Gemini be? Because like Mary, I will. I will not fuck around. If I'm going to dress up as Winifred Sanderson, I'm. I'm buying an exact fucking replica. I'm getting a real lace front wig. Like I am committing to this bit. There's no. I'm not getting a shitty half ass Winifred Sanderson costume. I'm not doing that
1: okay
0: yeah no I'm, I'll am i be like a hundred years old but I will one day own an exact
1: replica of okay, so the costume th- this is what I'm seeing okay? I'm seeing in a couple of years I'm Mar- um, um, Mary you're Winifred <laughs> your sister can be Sarah we can get um, Baby Bat to be Binks and Mr. Gemini has to be Billy
0: that'd be really cute that'd this be is really the thing. cute
1: all right, so Halloween 2024. We can uh, probably make this happen. All right, 2025. We'll yeah, I think that could Halloween be really cute. Halloween
0: 2020 in the future. I, I feel like... This has yeah. been very illuminating to me because I do... <laughs> I think... what? Well, okay. This is slightly off. It's on topic, but it's slightly off topic. Mm. Part of the problem when you become a mom is that... You never know if you're doing anything right. And everybody has opinions on whether you're doing any everything right. And I feel the same way about motherhood as I do about like Halloween and Samhain. <laughs> Where it's sort of like I feel that I have to do something correctly. But also I don't want to do it correctly. D- it's, it's that idea of, like, of, of pressure, right? And, like, so much of this conversation has basically been me realizing my relationship to Halloween and Samhain has changed recently. And maybe this is... Maybe I am going to celebrate Samhain because I just need to sit with, well, what do these things mean now as the new person that I am, as the coming into being the mother as opposed to being the maiden? Because... I I don't think I realized until we started talking about it how much I feel responsible and yet don't want to be responsible for these holidays.
1: I think the whole time I've known you, you are an extremely responsible person who always says they don't want to be responsible for anything, but then you just take on more things you're going to be responsible for. So I think you're going to be fine. Oh, yes. You know, as far as... I think that's what life is. Whether it is being a witch, being a mom, being (laughs) a teacher. No, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I'll prepare a lesson and I'm like, this is going to be so good. The kids are going to get this. And then you do the lesson and you have a couple of kids staring at you and I'm like, they didn't get it. I didn't do it. It didn't land the way I wanted it to. And you're like, no. And then you're like, okay, how am I going to fix this? And like, the more you teach the easier it is to go like you something just comes to you and you spin it and all of a sudden all the kids are right there yeah. but i be i remember being a new teacher going this didn't land why didn't it land or, you know i'm a failure that's it I, you know they, they should fire me this lesson didn't go well you know that's life and when like you're just which
0: you want to be able to just intuitively do the thing I just want to be able to like reach out and be like the thing magically. I wish they could see me wiggling my hands and being a little. But like that's in the same way that as a mother, I want to just be able to like instinctively. All right, I'm doing the right thing. Boom. I did it. And this is right. I just know. But you don't. And the metacognition is the part that sucks. The the thinking about the thinking is the part that drives you crazy. And so me, this whole, this whole conversation has just been me using you to metacognate.
1: Okay, Thanks. that's good. <laughs> I can tell you that as a witch, I think you have to just do the thing. Even if the next year you look back and go, that was the dumbest thing. Why did I do that on Samhain? Because that's what you felt at the moment, mm-hmm. right? Again, it's about not shaming, not witch shaming. That's going to become a thing now, a part of our vocabulary, not witch shaming. <laughs> we'll no, witch, witch shaming. We're get stickers. We'll get stickers. Stop witch uh, shaming. But seriously, like, you felt this was X. X is what I did, On that Samhain. Good. That's what you did. The more you keep working on your craft, the more you're going to say, that was great what I did, or that was horrible. I'm going to do this. And I think with parenting, you're not a dumb person. I think what I hear from new mothers is trusting themselves, because now it's Mm -hmm. no longer about you, right? If you kind of make a mistake for you, you're like, well, I can fix it. But you feel like if you make a mistake with a child, but I think all no one's going to make the big mistakes right you're not going to leave the love oven on and sit him, sit them on it do you know what i'm saying like that's not yes. do you know what i mean like you're not going to make the type of mistakes that are going to hurt the child you you i think new parents think about these little things that in the end of the day yeah you know but because they are so important it just becomes bigger. And I think it's the same thing with Samhain. I don't think that you were going off track. I think it's the same thing. Samhain is so big. You have to do the right thing. Being a parent is so big. Mm-hmm. You, you want to do the right thing. I think if you take that tact with things that you know you want to do the right thing, even if you look back a year from now or even if you look back when you have a second baby bat and you go, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that with first baby bat. Like, I'm not doing that with this one. Like, but baby bat's still healthy and thriving and loved and confident.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I mean, we could all look back at things that our parents did that were like, why would you do that? But at the end of the day, we're not. I mean, unless you had really bad parents, I'm talking about like normal. Right. <laughs> like I'm not saying that everybody. But for we're the most generalizing part, here. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean I don't know. Uh, we didn't have to wear seat belts in cars or my mother drank when she was pregnant with me. Nobody told her not to. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody told them don't smoke or was it the smoking? I think they weren't drinking anymore when she had me. There was one of the when two that When you were she was... born,
0: I don't think they were drinking anymore, but they were definitely It, smoking. it
1: was smoking. Yeah. They I were think that's what it was. Definitely smoking. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't drinking, it was smoking. It wasn't until after that that it's like You know, it wasn't like
0: the 1990s that people were like, hey, stop smoking when you're pregnant.
1: Yeah. It was like
0: very long.
1: Yeah. So I don't think she was a bad mother. I think she didn't know. And the same thing's going to happen. Right. Like you're going to do something that you probably didn't know. But I think the big things parents, for the most part, know not to do with their kids. So.
0: So remember when we read Diana Helmuth's The Witching Year? Yes. Love that book. And I was like, oh, I think we should do this for Samhain. I think we should, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to do like a witching year where I just like book of wins my shit for a year and see what happens. Hmm. Talking with you today has done two things. One, made me realize how much I feel like a baby witch again in this sort of new stage of my life. It's like, I don't, I don't, I feel like I've forgotten everything I've ever known, but also that's just sort of my personality because I also don't remember what podcasts we've done. Like when you talk about them, I'm like, oh yeah, we did that, that was great. But I can't like off dome be like, yeah, this is what we did for So in year one. This is what we did for Sow in year two, et cetera. And it makes me think that I also would like more reflection in general. So it's like one part, I need to relearn how to be intuitive. But on the other hand, I don't remember what I was doing regardless. So having that built in sort of like, okay, we're going to just reflect a little bit, might be might be two birds, one stone.
1: I like that. I will not be doing that. But I think yeah. it's because I, I do have sections in my Bujo where I write... Mm-hmm like, little brain dumps about different things, about the podcast, about my witchcraft, about different things. So I have, like, a running log of things that I'm thinking about. So – but I, I like that. I like that idea for you because, you know, when we have conversations with other witches, I also notice that it's it's very much what did you do for Samhain, right? And it's like yeah. maybe you're a witch that doesn't celebrate Samhain, you know? Just like, I don't know, people – i love it because people in school are just like oh have a great mother's day and i was like i'll tell my mom (laughs) you know it's like why are you wishing me you know people just make these assumptions and witches make the assumptions too when it comes to the sabbaths so it's kind of interesting what can you take from it i think you could take a lot i'm for that i'm looking forward to hearing your progress on that that'll be fun
0: Yeah, well, honestly, you're going to have to check in with me and be like, are you doing it? Because you know I'm going to forget at some point. So (laughs) we're going to have to do like a follow-up episode next year be like, hey, Gemini, how did your witching year go? (laughs) I feel like that was all of my questions. Is there anything that you wanted to discuss before we wrap it up?
1: I think for witches who love Halloween and observe Samhain, as crazy as it can get with work, As difficult it is to carve out the time, I think we are the luckiest witches on the planet. I think that even if you don't celebrate Samhain, you probably are getting into the Halloween spirit. All that energy is helping every single witch that is celebrating Samhain. So I want to thank all those witches Mm -hmm. that are just into Halloween. But for the witches that are absolutely doing both, you know, be good to yourself. Enjoy this new year that is coming. Give thanks for the year that has passed. And there's always room to reflect what you want for the new year. You know? Um, Even if you don't do all the pomp and circumstance that goes along with Samhain, I think whatever you do, you know, I wish every person who celebrates a blessed Samhain. And and, and that's about it. I can't wait. But this month has been a lot. That's just. This month has been a lot.
0: Thank you to um, Morgana at Modern Druid for having us out twice this month. Yep. We by the time this drops, both of our events
1: are over. But
0: you've definitely seen them on our Instagram. One was last
1: night. The ancestor workshop was fantastic. So yeah, thank you so much for having us out there. Yeah, twice. Busy month. Yeah.
0: And of course our. Witch Face Lending Library is open at Modern Druids. You can stop by at any point, borrow a book, read a book in the store. Um, we wanted to make sure that this was available to our listeners, especially in the community, because sometimes, sometimes you want to check out a book, but you don't want to necessarily buy it yet, or you don't have the money at that time, or for whatever reason, you just really need to just check this book out real quick. Borrow it, take a look, sign the guest book, Bring it back, preferably. If you'd like to donate your own books, you can do that as well. But just so that we have a resource out there in our own community to really provide for the baby witches coming up.
1: Yeah, and you know, when you sign out a book, we don't ask for your personal information. We just want to know what book left so we don't have to go through and say, well, what's missing? Or if somebody's looking for a book, like I saw it last month, and it's like, oh, no one's taking it out, you know. So just sign the name of the book that you took out. That's all we care about. And, you know, if it comes back, awesome. You can also check off it was brought back. And, you know, and if you don't, no one's going to come after you um, to to us. It just says, hey, this person loved this book or maybe you passed it on to somebody else, in which case we need to bring another copy of that book in and we will. That's the other thing, you know, if certain books go out, then we know those are the types of books that you guys are looking for and we want to be able to bring those in. And you can also leave a note on there like, hey, would love to read this, would love to read that. So, yeah, you know. Because the point is, everything was at one point an oral tradition, and now we have books. But that doesn't mean that everybody is actually capable of purchasing all of these books. So the information should be free to folks.
0: And of course, those of you who do have money, please support Modern Druid. We love them and we want them to stay open so that you can get
1: our books from them. Yeah, I mean, even if you're like, okay, I can't afford a book, but can you afford a little bit of incense or something? Remember, mm-hmm. our spaces are closing down, right? The loss of Catland to us, we feel we still feel gutted that this resource mm-hmm. is gone, you know, because that's what it is. It's a place of learning. It's a place, yes, where you can buy things, but it's, it's touch points in the community. And if they close yeah. down, we go back to what? We're just online folks. And, you know, that's sad. We know that's sad. We missed community during lockdown. We have the opportunity. And I know times are tough. Buy a little bit of incense. Buy a little candle. Yeah. Right? Just anything that you can do. Or spread the word to people that do have money. Right? Yule is coming. Grab
0: a card from the front. Yeah. Pass them out to your friends.
1: And grab a sticker because we are only a couple of days away from something big, so Sowen, I can't believe we didn't talk about this. We have to close. I'm with so this, excited. I think. You do. Okay, yeah. so we have been working with a magnificent marketing team, and they have basically we're rebranding ourselves. We have a new logo, and we're gonna have merch. Not right away. We're gonna have merch. Not but right away. We're gonna away. have merch, and everything is going to well. Not everything. We're gonna be showing the new logo and stuff on Samhain, is dropping on Samhain, right?
0: Yes, yeah, so Samhain is the beginning of our big rebrand. You're yep. gonna see the new logo, the new color scheme. Um, if you go to Modern Druid, if you've been already, you might have seen, but if you go, you can see the new logo because there might be stickers there already. And Samhain is just the beginning. We're gonna be dropping new stuff basically from Samhain to Beltane, I think. It's, Pretty it's much. A, a number of months of new stuff from Space. Um, We're really excited to share it with you. You've been an amazing audience for almost coming on six years now. So we want to be able to share our love of this podcast with you guys. And we can't wait for you to see what's coming.
1: So much is coming. And of course, next year, we're going to the relaunch of Magia Latina, the launch of Pagan Parenting.
0: Yes.
1: So we've got a lot of things coming for year six, which is insane. But we'll talk more about that, I think, at the wrap up. But just... Yes, you'll hear the yeah. real
0: tea, no shade, all the info coming in our wrap up. So stay tuned.
1: Follow us on Instagram if you don't already follow us, because that's when you're going to see all the tea when everything drops. If not, you're going to have yes. to wait till the next episode, because we're not saying anything more than that. Instagram will get all the stuff kind of first.
0: Yes. So, with that being said, thank you to Kano and Moore for our amazing intro and outro music. Thank you, of course, to y'all. Can't wait to catch you on the Instagram. And remember, if you're following the moons,
1: you're following us.